Welcome to Uphill Conversations, your ride-along partners for your emerging future. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show. Are you ready to be inspired? Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of Uphill Conversations. I'm your host, Tim. And I'm so glad you can join me today as you are living your life and heading toward your emerging future. Hopefully you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. So this is episode 104. And um, I'm excited uh, to to jump into this with you today. I have a, a wonderful friend of mine, a dear friend, uh, Kyle Marsh, and um, an extraordinary guy. This guy has a background in working with hospitality, restaurants, runs rest, his run restaurants, and um, in uh, just other entrepreneurial things that he has done in the past. But he is just a person that is actually about to step out into a very deep and personal passion for him, uh, developing uh, men and helping people with addictions and not just the typical program uh, part inside of addictions and programs that are out there, but really helping people with those next steps, really having really close relationships, building those relationships, and, and also just bringing to the point that you know, everyone is recovering from something. Everybody is. Um, and then there are other people that just, they're holding on to things that take more energy than it would to just let it go, you know? So we have a great conversation um, around this. And it's a friend um, and he's about to launch. He's going to share what he's about to launch and what he's heading toward for January 2019. But I just wanted to take someone who's like in the midst of doing something, in the midst of all the planning that they've been doing for years to to put it out in the world, not something that it's just been established. Now, this that Kyle has has mentored a lot of people, uh, but he's done it as a labor of love and a passion. But he's really looking how to turn this into um, not quote unquote a business, but a way to serve people out in the world who could use a little bit more and have a real voice and a real uh, life to connect with um, as they're growing and making changes in their life. So um, I'm really looking forward to you listening to this episode. Um, Before we jump into it, um, hey, love you guys connecting with me on Instagram. You can do so at at UphillConvo. You can connect with me personally on Instagram at Tim. And then also what I do with my world with coaching, developing leaders, teams, and helping organizations be healthy as their, or having organizational health as their um, competitive advantage, you can follow me on at Uphill Strategies. Haven't been posting a whole lot. I've just been uh, working on some new programs, uh, some new, um, making some new relationships talking to a lot of different folks that I'd like to bring on as guests. I've been talking with a lot of folks about doing some online, just people doing their thing. I'm doing mine, but getting together, doing something online through Instagram lives, Facebook lives, Zoom lives, and just inviting people in as just a gift to the world and help people out. So 
Yeah, man, it's been really cool. Also, don't forget, if you are a person that wants to live into your day, you want to have a better work-life blend, I recommend the Gazelle Planner. Um, I got both my boys using them now, and they love them. So one's 18, one's 16, and they're digging it. So they still have their digital world, but man, they're able to drill into things, work on projects, have a master list on their projects, uh, work on their vision boards. And I'm going to tell you right now, get young people into those things now. So if you have a teenager, college student, maybe gift it to them. But um, And once again, this is a non-monetized um, promotion. I'm doing this because I love the product and I love the person who created it, Kathy Fothery. But if you go to amazon.com and you put in the search bar, the gazelle planner, you will see you have an option to get one of two colors, black or teal blue. Um, and when you go to check out, the planner is already affordable. It's $27. But when you check out, if you type in the promotional code section, going uphill, all one word, it's not case sensitive. Once again, it's going uphill. All one word, not case sensitive. You can get your planner at a discount. So it's just something that Kathy has done with me uh, for my listeners. And um, and I love the product. Once again, I can't tell you, um, it is an, it's an amazing tool to have. And it's something that has made a huge difference in my productivity, um, just peace of mind, keeping up with some projects, tracking some things. I can sit with it with a notebook and a pen, really let my mind dump into it and not have to be staring at a computer screen doing all of that. So, um, and then on top of that, for me, it's just, just that intentional living in that having that fulfillment and being able to see things get fulfilled and being able to blend my my work and my home and bring it all together. So it's just a great thing. So I hope you check it out. So really quick about Kyle. Um, he was born in Mississippi. Um, he's an Air Force brat, the way he'll put it. So he would like to say he's filtered due to the places that he lived. Um, he has a, an amazing wife, an incredible daughter who, um, I love their daughter. My daughter loves actually hanging out with her daughter. It's really cool, but his daughter will steal your heart. Um, but he's currently enjoying a new journey in his life and one of giving back and then trusting what he believes is God's plan for his life. And, um, he can honestly say that this season will be his very best with what he's doing. So I just want to share a great personal conversation with a friend, someone who's taking steps for the future, has a big um, goal for launching everything he's going to do in January 19, uh, 2019. So, hey, guys, check out this conversation. Listen to it. Listen to the flow. This is not peddling anything, but I think it's bringing attention to something that is very, very overlooked around addiction, addiction recovery, but also that you can have addictions to anything. There's all types of addictions, um, but um, I think you'll enjoy it. So without any further delay, let's jump into episode 104 with my friend, my dear friend, Kyle Marsh. Welcome to the show, Kyle. So glad you could join me today. You and I go back a good bit, two, three, five years, somewhere around there. And um, I'm glad to have you in here. We can talk a little bit about you and um, how you're showing up. I think your work that you're doing is um, amazing. You're a great human being, and I uh, love your family. Thank and, you, sir. Uh, so, um, but yeah, just tell the audience about you and um, how you are currently showing up in the world. 
Uh, yeah, my name's Kyle Marsh. Uh, I am currently showing up in the world. I am a mover and a shaker, I like to think. Um, I am running full speed uh, with intention to uh, fulfill my passion and my purpose. Um, and we'll get into that, I guess, here in a little bit. But a little backstory, I am a military brat, so uh, a lot of travel. Uh, spent some time in Europe as a kid, uh, Mississippi, Fayetteville, Colorado, uh, and I pretty much uh, grew up in Miami, Florida at that point. So I'd like to say I'm a little cultured, um, but that's a little bit about me. Cool. So military brat, that's like... Uh you know, Air Force, right? That's right. So Air Force, that's, you know, I mean, anyone that serves our country, I, I think it's great. But man, Air Force is, is, is pretty tough to get to, yeah, to do yeah. Air Force. Yeah, that is no joke. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but, but knowing what I know about you and knowing about military, the, it's, it's rigid. There's a lot of rigidity, mm -hmm. you know, um, even in, uh, and just so you guys know, we're recording this for a second time. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, but the cadence, you know, we were talking about cadence, you know, as it relates to military and, you know, here it's like this and like this and like this and, and all of those things and that systematic stuff, you're not a in the box person. So what, what kind of impact did that have on you? Um, no, I'm not, you know, but that's, that's kind of how I was raised. Uh, and I think there's a time and a place for that in anything we do in any parts of our life. Uh, but no, I definitely, um, rocked the boat and created some waves when, uh, through my process, through my younger days, not following that cadence. Um, you know, I kind of like to, uh, look at things differently, uh, and analyze things differently and think of, uh, some different ways to do things. Not all the time they work, but uh, sometimes they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that kind of, that, that, mm. that's a great segue into because you're an out of, out of the box person, you are a problem solver. You yeah. are a unique individual. I think you're always thinking, always come up with new ways of doing something, always improving things. It's always for the better. Um, I would, I would probably like to think you were that way even when you were growing up, you still were like that. So when you were handed do it like this, you were like, what other way can we, can we do this? And so because of that, there's a resistance that goes along with that. There's a, you have a natural built in. I don't have to take the first answer. How did that work for you? Oof. Created a lot of waves as a kid. I can remember one instance, uh, <clears throat> training in baseball and uh, we were a pretty good baseball team I was a pretty good baseball player and uh, my coach had asked me to do something and I questioned it um, and he kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and um, so I decided to try it my way and it worked a little bit better and in my opinion coach didn't see that way uh, so needless to say for our next championship game I had to sit the bench, and it was a hard <laughs> lesson to learn. Uh, but I will never forget that moment. So yeah, I mean, it creates some waves, and I and I've it's pushed back. Nobody wants to in a leadership role when you're teaching somebody or trying to coach somebody, whether uh, forcefully or out of love. You know, nobody likes to have that pushback because you kind of have that that idea of hey, my way works, my way's better. You know, and uh, so it never really works out on my end when I start pushing back a little bit. So, so. <laughs> baseball is an example, but then when you move baseball into life, hmm. 
that carried over, did it not? Oh, yeah. I mean, and so as you were living life as a young man, and and this is obviously leading up into, you know, what you're passionate about and why you're passionate about it. What did you find going on inside your life outside of even that example? You know, because authority is outside of a baseball. I mean, mm-hmm. you, have, you have authority everywhere. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. other people's ideas everywhere. You have other people's ways of wanting to do something everywhere. But then it comes to you and you trying to find your value and your worth. And why can't I do it this way? Mm-hmm. You know, who says I can't do it this way? So what... What were some of the impacts or what were some of the things that you saw results of you trying to do it your way <laughs> and where did that lead you? Hmm. Um, you know, for a while, it definitely didn't uh, end up on the right path. You know, um, I fought my father tooth and nail. Um, my father has a amazing story uh, I won't get into, but, you know, he is the definition of a self-built man. Um, if he didn't create it, it didn't happen. Uh, so it, you know, you can kind of put two and two together on his personality when he was younger. Um, so I met a lot of resistance there. Um, I just met a lot of resistance, uh, you know, everywhere. I didn't fit in the box. Um, I didn't think the box was status quo for me. Status quo was something completely different. Um, so, you know, all throughout school, I, you know, I did well, but I had some issues, uh, even in relationships and everything else. Uh, I always tried to push the envelope a little bit. Um, and yeah, it led me to, uh, some different situations as I got older in life. Well, what type is, what types of things <clears throat> when you say different situations, like, because you had to have a way to deal with it, right? Oh yeah. yeah. So what's interesting is as you're resisting someone else's idea of doing something a certain way, you're trying to introduce your idea of doing it, but then that person doesn't want to go along with you. How did that, what, what was, what were, what were some of the manifestations of that? Like oh, what would be a result? A lot of anger, a lot of anger towards people. And what'd you do with that anger? Oh, I lashed out. Um, you know, I, I bottled a lot of it in, but, uh, I learned how to, uh, swing my fists fairly quick. Um, I learned that, uh, I think one of my mottos when I was younger is if I had any inclination that you were edgy with me, I was going to hit you before you even had another thought about it. Um, so that got me into a lot of trouble, uh, <laughs> needless to say. Um, but no, that's kind of what it did. And, and um, I'll be honest with you, as a kid, now that I have a daughter uh, and opening my eyes to how we need to raise her and what we need to instill in her, uh, and a lot of kudos to my wife on this, but you know, I was not given an opinion mm-hmm. when I was being raised. Um, there were no options. This is the way. Um, and that's it. And so a lot of that got bottled up for a long time. Uh, and, you know, I think as we're kids, we, we raise our kids because we know better. Uh, what do they call it? I think one of the new terms in parent, uh, parenting is lawnmower mom, you know, because they're just going to chop up and kill anything as they're hovering over their child to protect them, anything that gets in the way. And I think, you know, by doing that, uh, it, it really ha- has some negative impacts, you know, on our children. I can just speak from experience because I didn't have an opinion. I didn't have a choice. Um, so, you know, I bottled a lot of that up and I made the wrong choices a lot of time because a lot of it was out of defiance. Wow. Defiance. That's a strong word. And so you bottled it up. A lot of choices out of defiance. 
and then where did you end up? Where did you find mm. yourself going? How did you cope, compensate, adapt? Where did that take you? Uh, it took me down a long road, about 15 years of addiction. Um, you know, it started in high school with experimenting and uh, realizing maybe my uh, aspirations and dreams weren't good enough to take me to the end result like I thought. Um, you know, being in sports and things, uh, you know, I was very small statured. I think I was about 5'1", five, 5'2", five, when I graduated uh, high school. So uh, I was a little guy. Um, so I learned how to cope in other ways. And, uh, for me, it was, uh, you know, drug abuse. Um, and I found my, myself, like I said, down a 15 year road, uh, ending up in homelessness, um, living out of cars, eating out of dumpsters, soup kitchens, um, chasing the dragon to however I could fulfill that need or throw what I could throw in that void I had in my life. So, and, and I know a part of your story that, you know, your family, Obviously, military family, mm-hmm. right? And moving from here to there, right? And all these different places that you lived. And um, also having order, structure was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, don't bring shame on yourself. Don't dishonor yourself. Don't dishonor others. Like there's a, I mean, that's that's like... The code. Yeah, it's a code, right? And so you totally, <laughs> I mean, dude, you didn't fit in that code at all. <laughs> Not at all. And so they finally said enough's enough, right? Yeah. And they they weren't supporting you anymore. No. So no. you couldn't ask anymore, could you? No. You know, if you were to say, hey, I need, what would they say? Uh, you know, I mean, to be quite honest and blunt, um, I don't, you know, I love you, but I don't love what you do uh, until you change your life. Don't call me again. Um, you know, my sister told me I didn't have a sister. Um, I think the love of my life at that point in one of the heights, heightened states of my addiction was my uh, niece. And uh, I think when my sister, you know, told me, hey, you don't have a niece anymore. Don't come around. Um, that was tough for me. That was hard. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was tough. And so for you... Obviously, you're you're catching these messages, mm-hmm. and they're like they're clicking, and you're going hmm. <laughs> so now you're on that place to say I need to change. Then there's the I need to change because I need to please them, and there's the I need to change first for me before I can give anything of value to anyone else. Right? Correct. Those are two. They're different things. Yeah. They're both change, but one of them has is sustainable hopefully, and can do, you know, if you change one, the impact and effect is greater for all. If you're doing the other one, the first one, which is I'm going to change to please everybody or just to get that, you know, hey, I don't want to lose my niece, so I'm going to change for her. That's not sustainable. I did that and it didn't work. And it didn't work. So, so talk about, talk about the realization to change, what took place to get you and I know the story for you having to get on a bus mm-hmm. in a forceful way mm-hmm. to go to a life program versus just some kind of treatment center or something like that. Correct. Is that correct? So talk about that. Uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I continually, I knew I was doing wrong. I knew I was better. Um, but I had a lot of uh, unworthiness in me um, and a lot of self-sabotage uh, that I had to still work out. 
Um, so, you know, I tried to alter and change and, and bounce around uh, to try to um, cope with my addiction or to try to help it. Uh, but the true issue lied in me, and I didn't ever want to realize that. Um, to go on to the aha moment, you know, I, uh, I'll get a little bit deeper this time. So I actually, uh, the last day was digging a grave for a funeral and to make some money so that I could feed my addiction. Um, and I won't go into too much detail on that, but after, you know, the funeral, we had to, uh, cover the grave back up after everybody had left. And, uh, it was a dark moment for me, and I remember going back, and I was sleeping, uh, you know, in the car at uh, one of the places that uh, I was uh, getting my drugs from. But anyways, uh, that night, I forcefully, uh, they put me on a bus uh, violently, you know, at gunpoint, and told me I was getting on the bus, and I managed to sneak on a bus to Atlanta, um, panhandled some money, and got dropped off in Greenville, South Carolina slept at the bus station and in the woods for quite some time uh, before I had a taxi driver pick me up, said, hey, you ever heard of this program? Uh, so dropped me off at this program, and I happened to get in, and the rest is history. But no, it was not a drug and alcohol rehab. It was a life program. So it was a blessing. And so life, it got into not just trying to change behavior, but it was really getting to the core of belief because – Behavior follows belief. Oh, correct. And so I know you have great ways of talking about alignment. And from what I know about you, you have a very clear understanding of the inside, mm. working on the inside. Too many people try to correct appearances. They try to correct, correct anything. You know what I mean? All these, if I could stop this and I'll yep. use willpower and I'll, you know what I mean? Like all the wrong ways of going about it. This life program focused on the inside. Correct. So talk about that, the difference between just trying to stop something and change what's going on inside. Well, I mean, we all know the longer we keep putting Band-Aids, the wounds just start manifesting in other areas of our life. Um, but, you know, this program really was a, uh, a life program. Uh, it really taught you to look at the wounds. And uh, as I like to say, um, shake the dust up and then let it settle. And as I like to say is I, I, I was able to see where I was shackled um, and where my chains were in life. Um, and I was actually able to start working on those. Um, you know, I believe there's power in change and I believe there's power in uh, creating movement. But uh, I don't know too many people that can grab a chain and just break it. Yeah. It takes time yeah. and effort. Um, but no, this program, I had a, you know, a couple of big aha moments uh, and realized how angry I truly was and what were those roots. Uh, and I was able to work on those. Um, and I really started changing my perspective to analyzing every thought, every word, every action that I did. And why am I doing these things? Why do I feel this way? Uh, I spent many mornings walking around denouncing uh, and talking to myself, I'm sure I looked crazier than what I was at that moment, uh, you know, just constantly making myself aware of everything. Um, and it kind of was intriguing at that point. But that's that was my turning point to really realize that um, there's something big here and I can see these things in other people. Um, and we choose. I mean, nobody really wants to look at those things. Right. Uh, and that's the hard part to rip those wounds open. Right. Um, 
I saw something the other day, you know, I mean, people with open wounds bleed on people. Yeah. And, and that's just the nasty fact of it and the truth of it. Um, but no, uh, you know, I was able to, uh, get a great relationship with God, uh, and start on that foundation. Um, and by his grace, I was able to move forward, um, and start creating change and, uh, hit the ground running. Um, you know, had my ups and downs afterwards, but I think that's part of the crucible. You know, you go through that refining process and you, uh, continue to throw things in there and let those impurities just melt out. Um, and that's that's kind of where my passion is. It's, I think it really truly lies in that crucible. So, and and so the thing is though is you didn't have especially those that you've harmed. They're not all sitting there in your life just cheering you on. Are I mean, this is like you're on. This is your <clears throat> journey. Oh yeah, right. You made the mess. They let you work through it. Is that correct? I oh mean, yeah. It was really guarded. You know, as I was going through the recovery process, got out of the program, um, you know, stayed involved in, you know, transitional living and all of these things. Um, you know, I mean, it was very guarded. Um, it was very guarded still with a lot of people. I can remember going back to my family's house and, you know, my parents' house. They're looking house. at you like, what are you doing? Oh, I can remember. It was like- <laughs> Your dad was telling your mom, put your wallet my, up. Exactly. My dad walks by the table and grabs something <laughs> off of it. And, you know, I mean, I see that, you know, and I get it. Um, I get it. Is there any silverware missing? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it was, yeah, it was tough. It was tough to rebuild those relationships and gain that trust back. Um, and, and what's good is you're really good enough, though, you were able to cloak that in your- you know, previous existence, you were able to hide that for a while from people. They didn't know it was you. Oh, no. They didn't know you were the guy that could manifest this type of behavior. No, you touched on it earlier when we were talking about the military. Um, you know, there was a certain way I looked when I came out of the house. There was a certain way I acted in public. Um, so, no, I was very good at being a chameleon, um, moving around. Um, I can remember as a kid writing a poem one time, you know, what I see looking out the back window of the car. Because that's all I remembered uh, for so long was that drive going to another state mm. and leaving everything behind. Um, and, you know, I was very good at adapting and never investing, right. ha ever having those emotional ties to anybody because right. it was going to be over. Right. Um, so I was very good at adapting and reading people and, and feeding into what they liked and, and not have any emotional tie to it. And then, mm. and then with that, you know, you, you obviously have a beautiful family, mm -hmm. you know, your wife and your little daughter who my daughter loves mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, and, um, but knowing where you are and then looking where you've come from in those steps, what are key steps though, that you feel have been instrumental for you to be this man that you are right now, being able to not only have a relationship, but really add value to it, add value to your daughter's life, add value to the lives of others that are around you. What are the key things that you feel were the crucial adjustments or changes that you made? Wow. Um, <clears throat> just being vulnerable, um, being vulnerable almost to a fault sometimes, but being, um, of very vulnerable and emotional. Um, I can say one of my I used to look at it as being weak, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm that guy that cries at a drop of a hat. I read something and I'm in tears. Uh, so really getting in tune with that. But I'll be honest with you, and it might sound cliche, it's just don't ever give up and keep doing the work. 
Um, I constantly analyze everything I do um, and I say and I know when I'm doing the wrong and when I'm doing the right um, and kind of just trying to um, be in tune with everybody that I encounter um, mm. and realizing that um, every action, my body language, every word is, infected, is infecting that person. Uh, whether it's positive or negative, I never know their certain situation. Um, but just trying to be in tune and listen. And, and no, I don't always do it right. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. Um, I'm still stumbling and falling um, when it comes to that area. But just trying to be in tune with relationships and taking myself off the table and putting them first. And so, have, you know, having an addiction past, right? So you you've, you have this. And addictions can be anything. They Correct. can be... Pornography, money, it, it could you know eating. Mm-hmm. You can have all kinds of addictions. It could be lying. It could be whatever. Um, and I, you know, people are like, well, you know, I, I've heard people say this before. Well, at least I'm not a drug addict. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's a consolation. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I mean, I get it. Like, I can. I mean, it's still a problem, and it's a hard issue, and it's Correct. that change. It's that. You know, that transparency that you said, just being open, being honest, being, you know, being able to let yourself feel. You didn't ignore your feelings. No. Now, when it comes to addictions, a lot of people are scared of those feelings because what they try to do to cope with those feelings, and it's like a trigger, what do they do? Oh, man, it's, in my experiences dealing with men, I mean, they don't even know how to feel. They don't know how to control an emotion anymore. They've numbed it for so long and stuffed it for so long. Um <clears throat> that it, it, it truly is. And I was there. Um, you just don't want to feel. You don't know how to feel. And you just vomit all over the place, so to speak. Um, I don't know, Tim. Um, you know, just going back and looking at the process, I, I just look at things differently. And going back, I think any of your addictions are just side effects. I mean, you hit it on the nose. It's a heart issue. Um, and I always like to say you have a heart issue and you have stinking thinking. Um, your side effects are your side effects due to how you think, what your worldview is. And the whole goal is to get you to shift that um, and to start looking at things and changing your perspective. Um, I'll even go to what is it? Your spacious intelligence. Oh, so <clears throat> your emotional intelligence. Emo- emotional intelligence. You know, yeah. what's on the other side of the cup? Yeah. Are you willing to walk and actually observe what's on that other side of the cup? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Spatial intelligence. Yes. You're right. You said it right the first you know, time. Yeah. And, and be able to remember what's on the other side of that cup. Right. Um, so that you can see it from all sides. And I think that's huge. I mean, that's that's part, that's part. That's a big game player. Right. That you can see mm-hmm. it and Correct. then retain that image or even try to look and see what you think is on the and other still side. Use it. And still use it. Correct. Right. No, that's powerful. And I think a lot of people... They need to be able to hear this, and and so for those of you that are listening, and as we move into this, you're like, you know, so, you know, you know who Kyle is from listening to the intro. Um, what I love about Kyle's story is here's this guy that could go out and just be an entrepreneur, pretty much, in anything he wanted to be. He knows how to go make money. He knows how to run things. He knows how to organize teams. He knows leadership. He knows all these things, and. The thing is about Kyle is is finding the passion or the true alignment with those. So mm-hmm. it's not just having those skills because, yeah, he's capable of all of them. But just the capability apart from his passion doesn't make effective. It doesn't make difference. 
if anything, it could create frustration. Mm. So Kyle, let's, let's talk about that because a lot of where you are, you've always had this seed of taking what you've learned, not just being a person that went through a life program, got change, living a great life and adding value to the company or where they work and all the things they do. You want to do that plus. Correct. It's plus <clears throat> go into the lives of others and show them and, and most specifically in the area for men. Um, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol. No. It's just men. You're passionate about that man's heart, who he is. He is the the fighter, the gladiator, mm -hmm. but he's also the gentle, kind, loving, um, compassionate individual because you can be both. Correct. You don't have to prove things to people. You don't have to show off your stuff. You don't have to be the, you know what I mean? You live it, right? So with that, that you bought into change for me, number one, mm -hmm. take change and put it into everything that I do and how I live. Mm -hmm. But now you're saying, I, I not only want to just be an example of it, by the way, I live my life, I want to help. And you call that next steps. Correct. So you went through your next steps progression, which has now turned into what you're working on. And ever since, for those of you listening, from the time I met Kyle, next steps has been what I've been hearing about. And here's, here he is right now. So don't go looking for this big website and all this stuff yet. This is next steps, period. This is next steps without a website. This is next steps without you know a bunch of content for you to get to, without his programs and classes as he's working on it. This is the pre-next steps, but he's taking the next steps. He's already taken them, and he's taking them. <laughs> so talk about next steps. Talk about this genesis for you, and then how it's now out here where you're going to put it out into the world. Yeah, next steps has been on my heart for about four to five years now. Um, you know, and just to bring back and touch on a point you said, you know, I did a lot of it, um, but without that plus factor. Um, I ran a rat race in my recovery to regain anything and everything and be bigger and better because I, you know, I wanted to rebuild, um, and I wanted to repair. Um, and I had the, you know, I, I was offered counseling positions at local ministries and, uh, and centers and turned them down because I didn't feel like it was my purpose. Um, and I finally, a couple of years ago, uh, stepped out of the boat and decided to chase my purpose and my passion and to really start creating um, next, next steps and letting it unfold. Um, so I am now in that point to where I am in the creative state uh, and locking everything down, but I'm truly excited to just pour my experiences and the tools that I have in my tool bag to better help men um, in a weak state rise up and uh, become strong again, to rise up and be leaders in their home again, in their churches, in their communities, in their careers, in their businesses, um, and just truly allow men to blossom by being powerful but vulnerable at the same time. And I love that, power and vulnerability, because those two things most people would not couple and pair together. Because you... You can be power powerful and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You know, even the United States has a superpower, right? We're still vulnerable. We still have things that can happen. You can't cover every door. Mm -hmm. You can't cover every access. Things still 
happen, but you can be vulnerable and you can be powerful and vulnerability. You, you can either capitalize on that by calling it weakness, or you can say it's more for me to learn through observation, introspection, mm-hmm. to get insight for better outcomes, to improve, right? So what I like is you said experience for these men in their weak state, right? And then help them to realize that they are strong, they are powerful, but yet they can carry this vulnerability. So as you're introducing this, when you see this in your mind and what you're looking for by way of connecting with men and helping these men, what are some of the barriers that they have? What are the hindrances? What are What's stopping men from having this type of real conversation, number one, but also what could be a hindrance from them for them for actually stepping out into it? I don't care who you are what you're doing or what you're going through, you know you have a greater purpose in anything that you're doing, period, the end. There's an internal fight that continues to happen day in and day out. And what the biggest barrier I see is men have just given up. They've fallen into this rut and this lifestyle to where they just are going through the motions. They are defeated. They feel weak. They feel unworthy. They feel unable. They feel stuck. They feel trapped um, to pursue anything. And you know, it, it, it goes back to that whole word we've been saying, the status quo. Um, you know, they follow that status quo and they think it's okay. Um, and they just take the back seat. We've now become providers uh, for income. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, I see that day in and day out to where, um, you know, men have just fallen into this rut to where we are strictly just providers. We don't lead anymore. Um, and it's not someone pushing them there. Correct. It's them just doing that because correct. that's where they feel their value is. Yeah. And they don't realize there's more. That's correct. I mean, they do. I think everybody knows there's more. They just don't know how to get there. Uh, and they've lost hope. Um, so I think part of next steps now is really exposing that. Um, what truly is in the dark and how do we bring light to it? Um, as I said before, where are your shackles? Um, where are you bound to the position you are stuck in today and how can we create momentum in your life and how can we give you back the power so that you can be a leader in your marriage so that you can be a leader in your community and in your churches. Um, and, and that's kind of where the birth of next X came. Um, I see it day in and day out and I hear it day in and day out. I'm okay. This is good but they're miserable and they're unhappy in the state that they're in. Um, And I just, you know, whether you're okay or not, I think there's more for your life. And I think God has called a bigger purpose for each and every individual. Um, And that is growing yourself so that you can pour into others. It's relationships, correct? I mean, that's why we were made. That's how we were made. So, I think one of the things that sets you apart is you're not just wanting to provide solutions and just kind of hit or miss and, you know, bank off of someone else and basically say, well, you'll grow if you do the work only. Yeah. You're, you've got relationship really baked heavily into this process of next steps. And I know you're developing the curriculum. So those of you who are listening going, what are his steps? What is he doing? Well, you got to keep listening. You got to follow him <laughs> on Instagram. We'll, we'll get to all these little places where he's developing this presence for this, but it's, it's beyond that. It's like it, the genesis of what you're doing comes from this real place of I do this because I actually care and 
I don't know, maybe I will get paid more. Maybe I will make money. Maybe I will. But you're not doing it for money. You're not doing it for, um, once again, which is feeding an addiction, because you feel overlooked. You're not doing it for popularity. You're not doing it to look great to people. You're not doing it for something that you feel like you got to prove to yourself. You're doing it because it matters. Correct. That's That separates you from a lot of people. I'm in the same space you are. I'm in the personal growth and people development world. That people can be more, do more, and have more. But I check myself every single day. Why am I doing this? Why? And if I'm doing it, where's the relationship? Because without relationship, all it is, I mean, you can go buy a book. But the last I checked, you can't have a relationship <laughs> with a book, right? It takes a person. And that's where life change happens, yeah. is in real community. You're set apart there. Talk about the power of that relationship, the power of really sitting with someone, the power of someone who can not only just share their experience, but hear your story, be there with you as you make decisions. Talk about that ingredient of next steps, not just going into a room, hearing some things for a designated set of you know, period of time and then going off or just finding your crap on the internet and going through it. It's good stuff, but it's just, mm-hmm. but there's no relationship. It's a digital relationship, right? But how do you make it more connected? Why is there, why is it so powerful for you for the person in the connection? No, that's it. You know, could I follow some methods and really blow this thing up and invest about, you know, thirty, forty thousand $40,000 off the get go and come out with a huge marketing scheme on Instagram and in Facebook um, and all these other platforms that are available. I mean, it's a dime a dozen. You've got one hit wonders coming out nonstop. And they had that initial investment. They've recouped that and gained a little bit. Now they have a footprint. They have some traction. They're okay. But that's it. There's no relationship in it. It's, it's, it's all video-based. It's all, hey, do these steps and have fun. <clears throat> and where it all changed for me and where I see the similarities is that's what we do today in recovery. Uh, and going back to my past, what I know with addiction and, and any other of those addictions, um, through that recovery process, and don't take this the wrong way, but we kind of uh, clean you up, fatten you up, slap you on the butt and say, hey, go out there and be somebody now. Yeah, you got this. You got this. Go find somebody in a church that's going to talk to you. Um, and I'll get into that point in another. But, <laughs> you know, we kind of just just clean these men up and we surface. Everything is Surface, you know, it's, it's on the polishing, yeah. it's varnishing, correct? It's getting the varnish, and there's no relationship <laughs> after that point. Um, you know, a lot of these facilities, it's all based off of numbers and numbers and numbers, and that's it. The bigger your numbers that walk out the door for zero to three months, the bigger your grants are going to be, and the bigger your funding is going to be. You become a number, um, and I see that all too often. And you know, I've fallen in that trap in my personal growth career, I've bought into those things to where. I'm just a number. And it took me a while to realize that. But that's where next steps is different. It, it, it's not about that. It's about that one to three year period after you start to have those aha moments, uh, especially in recovery based, but in general with just men to continually to build that accountability, that brotherhood, that connection on a daily, weekly, monthly basis um, and doing things together as a community, um, so to speak. And that being you know, men that come through next steps and start to pour into others. Um, but no, I mean, you know, we all want to get a paycheck. That's the bottom line. We've got yeah. to pay the bills and take care of our family. But at, at another point, 
I don't really care about the glitz and glamour. That one impact, and I think we touched on it before, if I can pierce one heart and this resonates with somebody to create change and it affects their wife or their, you know, and their children and their parents, their friends, all it has to do is affect one person. Um, and it starts a domino effect. Um, and that's really all I care about. I, I, the, the sole purpose for next steps is creating men to rise up and, like I said, be leaders in their community and be there to pass this on or whatever their experience is on to somebody else. So somebody else isn't bound in their position where they are today. Mm, that's, I mean, that's strong. And, and I love the simplicity of just next steps. Yeah. What are your next steps? What are they? That's it. That's a great question for people. I mean, everybody needs to answer. So, okay, and now what? Mm-hmm. What's your next step? What's your move? What do you say? And a lot of people are bothered by that. A lot of people are bothered by, I mean, there's going to be people bothered by the fact that, I mean, we're just drilling hard into you know, what real relationship looks like. Number one, mm-hmm. we're drilling hard into change and transformation. Um, and, but I love that you're separating it from, it's not just an association with a club, which once again, I think can give you a false sense of security and identity because you are in a club, but even in a club, there's still a low man in the totem mm-hmm. pole. And that's the whole thing. I feel like what I hear from you is there is no low man on the totem pole. It's we're all in this together. We're here. We share this. We grow. And then you're saying, go be contagious. You're not saying, let me capture you and you make me the kingpin. You're basically saying, go. Correct. I want I want you to understand I'm here for your next steps, but go and grow. And I'm with you. It is really simplistic, and and that's all it boils down to. I mean, it is truly just building an army of power, empowered men that have regained control um, of their life and those aspects, um, and being able to do it with like-minded men. Um, and that's kind of the key. The key is, I mean, if this works, it works, and it's not a magic pill. It's not going to work for everybody, um, but it's going to resonate with many. Um, it's that simplistic and it's really just engaging back into what is holding you back there. We all have thoughts and I'll go back of being unworthy, broken, damaged goods, not good enough. This is it. I mean, the list is huge, right? We've all seen that picture with the tattooed of all of the defaults and defects that we have of that woman there. You know, what if all your fears were printed on your skin for the world to see. And that's what this is about. It's it's allowing that to be okay. That this is okay because the person standing next to you has the same fears. Right. They're like you. They are exactly like you. You are not in this alone. Um, and that's kind of what this is about is bringing these men together and creating that environment and giving them the tools to open up and to start to break those things. So as you're trying to push this out, what are your challenges right now? Like, what are some of the things as as the next steps? So doing the next steps for next steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are your challenges right now? Like, as far as how you get it out there, um, and because I'm I'm gonna have folks be able to connect with you who listen to this mm-hmm. to email you or 
Instagram, because I know those are the two places right now where you're doing this, because you are um, launching this as you are working at the same time. And um, you've been growing this seed and sitting with it in your quiet places and bouncing ideas off of folks. Journal and, after yeah, journal you've been, after journal. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So what are your next step challenges for you to get this out there in a way to where you feel like uh, you know people are going to be able to start taking this journey? Um, you know, some of those hurdles are, of course, just um, being able to do it, um, creating time and space to do it. Um, <clears throat> but I think with there's with the passion, there's that drive, um, and you create time for it. Um, you know, it, it's it's any natural hurdles when trying to create something or start something. Um, you know, you have your funding issues, you have your platform issues. Um, you know, the curriculum, and I, and I think that's the biggest thing, and why I am. Uh, going forward. And one of my biggest mottos is, you know, you've got to just build. It's not going to be perfect. Um, so I think overcoming that hurdle of perfection um, is is one of the big things. But no, just really um, creating this path um, on how I can get that out there. I have different avenues um, that I've already plugged into, uh, which is a great resource. Um, but I really want to isolate that this isn't one of the little videos you see pop up on the banner on Facebook. Um, this isn't the guy that pops up on your screen um, that says, are you still drinking today? Well, let me help you. Um, <laughs> you know, pay me four ninety nine, and I'll send you my 10 steps. Um, I just don't want to be that guy. I don't want to fit in that box. I don't right. want to be in that Once box. Again, this is, so this yeah. is where not being in the box <clears throat> is serving you. Correct. But also it's very good that you're going at it in a different way because normally – in your past, you try to push oh. it and make it happen. The first plan was to blow this up on social media, uh, was to create all these videos, intro videos, outro videos, and just, you know, how can I be that leader? You know, I have to um, create a movement. And what I've realized is that's not me, and that's not what this is about. Um, this is truly just one individual at a time. And, I, and I'm a true believer, and I... I'm strong in it, and I know that if I start helping one or two or three, um, I've mentored probably about 100 to 150 men uh, in the last nine years um, without even without even having an idea of next step. So, um, you know, just letting it go, just taking my next step day by day and continuing to walk forward uh, and just impact people and build relationships. And here's a way I'd like to put this is basically you're taking your hands off of it, putting your heart into Correct. it. Correct. So well said. It's it's the heart into it, hands off of it. Yeah. And then with the heart, you got a hand then that you can offer to hold and walk with somebody. Yeah. It's a hand that you can lend to support and to be there. Um, and there's a lot of power in that, lots of power. And I feel like it's missing yeah. today. Um, we're just too anecdotal, too trendy jumping on the next thing, trying to put the wind in our sails. Mm -hmm. And we disguise it as, I want to help you. And we look at it as, <laughs> as things that work. I mean, it's just like the new fad, the new diet. If you're overweight and you want to lose weight and this new catchy thing comes down, you're like, cool. Well, you're motivated. So you're going to do it for a little bit. Yeah. And it does create change. Right. But it's not a fixer. Um, and that's kind of next steps. I don't want to be that fad because I'm going to touch your heart and I'm going to make you look at things different and I'm going to expose some things that you don't want people to know. And we're going to get down and dirty with it. And, and that's how it's going to be. And we're going to make you hurt and 
but we're going to rebuild you and empower you at the same time. And I promise, you know, you will come out stronger and taller uh, and, and be able to pass that on to others. What are three things that you would say have been the most critical or instrumental ingredients to not just your change and your growth, but it being sustained as well? Wow. Um, transparency, um, being vulnerable. Um, and it goes back, you know, it, it could be a negative or a positive, but uh, I'm not going to let you beat me. You know, um, I've got a fighting spirit and um, I know that every day can be better than the next. Um, I know yesterday was yesterday. Today is today. Tomorrow will be tomorrow, but today I am going to do everything in my power to create change and to create movement. Wow. And I know that about you because you're, yeah. you keep going. I mean, <laughs> that's what I love about you, man. I love, I love the spunk. I love the feistiness. And that's what we share is that you and I are two people that's like, yeah, I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We have that in our past, but now we're learning how to do it in a better way, Correct. in a more productive way. Yeah. It's the same way. So, um, What's the best way for people to talk to you? Um, if you want to shoot me an email, it's kyle at nextstepstoday.com. Um, you know, just shoot me an email. Um, feel free to tell me what you want to tell me. Feel free to just uh, say you'd like to connect. I'm always here. Um, am I bold enough to give out my number here? That's up to you. You know, it, <laughs> it's one of those Listen things. Hey, yeah. if, if you really want to reach out to me and something I said did resonate with you, or if you're just intrigued with um, where I am in life, or you're intrigued with how you can help out with Next Steps or um, any of that, or you want to be a part of Next Steps, uh, reach out to me. I'll give you my phone number. Um, my cell phone number is 864 414 4795. Again, 864 414 Four seven nine five. That's a bold move, my yes, friend. I love it. You're the first person ever has ever done that. And the country code for those of you listening in other countries, because it's everywhere. There men you go. Are everywhere. Thank you. It is plus one, right? For the for the U.S. <laughs> I think that's yeah. That's our country code. So, um, man. So, Kyle, like, when do you want to see this live? Is is it, when when do you feel like this is going to like hit the ground? Uh, there is no when is it going to hit the ground. It is in January. I mean, I'm looking at uh, 2019 is the year of next steps. Um, you know, it's kind of one of my taglines, but uh, welcome to the next steps of your freedom. And that's on my heart. And that's for me as well as everybody else. And, um, you know, it will launch January 1st, 2019. Uh and we will see what happens and how large of a scale that is or where it goes. Um, but that's that's when it will launch. So That's awesome. I love it. That's when. Yeah. It's not a, there's yeah. nothing uh, vague there. Yeah. So now those of you listening, you get to hold him accountable. <laughs> <laughs> and so what we want to do, Kyle, is when you're launching it, I want to do a, because that's what, we're what, three months away from yeah. January. Yeah. So we'll bring you back on when you get it out there and let everybody know it's there. Because this is this is a big deal for me. My family is full of divorce, brokenness, illegitimate children, drug, alcohol abuse, mental illness. I mean, you people are surprised when I tell them my story. So I love this. I love it because it's true. It's authentic. It's real. Correct. 
And it doesn't mean you have to experience it. There are people out there doing great work who never went through it, but they truly are devoted to it. But what the key is, they're devoted. It's a part of their life and their heart and their fabric. There's not, you can't, it's like Mother Teresa said, when a man walked by her, I believe the story is something like this. A man walked by Mother Teresa and she was holding a little baby that had leprosy. And a man said to her, you couldn't pay me to do that. And she turned and looked at him and said, you couldn't pay me either. And see, that's the thing that separates. Mm -hmm. When you're dealing with the human heart, you do not fool around. You're dealing with people's lives, and they're not something you monetize. You don't monetize people. We're not talking about widgets. We're not talking about clothing and shoes. And that's great. We need all those things, food, shelter, and clothing. I get it. But when it comes to a person's life advancing, you don't monetize first. You, you invest, you, you, you sow into them, you grow with them. You don't think about if I can get five or 10 or 20. And I love that about you, that you're not sitting there and thinking about if I can get this many people doing this, I can do X. Yeah, that makes sense. If you're going to turn it into your life and your business, I get that. But even still at the root of it, deep, I mean, or actually greater from the root, but it's the fruit that's produced. It should be care, Mm -hmm. compassion, true vision, true love true understanding for the humans and human condition. And I love your faith. I love your rootedness. I love what you stand for. I love that you understand and respect that. And we share the same belief that we're fearfully and wonderfully made, that we were made by a very powerful Mm -hmm. creator and that our lives are more about significance as us being significant. And we can do it. We all can do it. And success will follow. It will, it will, and success will be determined based on you. Mm -hmm. But if you're focusing on the success first, you're going to have problems. But if you focus on the significance and living out your real purpose and value, then success, you'll notice it means something different. What is your why? That's right. That's That's right. So, um, this great, Kyle. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. (laughs) Enjoyed it. It's good. Well, this has been another episode of Uphill Conversations and uh, with my friend Kyle here. Always remember you can be more, do more, and have more. Your reasons for being, doing, and having are for you to figure out and no one else. Always remember your current condition does not match your emerging future, nor will it ever. But the thing that I want you to remember and know that when you're looking out into this world and you're out there, you will see people like Kyle and myself right there beside you on the hill you've been listening to uphill conversations if you'd like to hear more subscribe to the show at uphillconversations.co see you on the hill